0: Welcome to Design in Confidence, hosted by me, Stefano Bellucci-Sessa. I've been a freelance designer and an innovation consultant. But in confidence, I found my clients frustrating at times. It's not clear what they need, they have realistic expectations, and they give feedback without valuing what's done. And when this happens, I can hear a voice in my head, like Palpatine from Star Wars. I can hear good i can feel your hunger the client must be blamed but what i found out later in my career is that many times the client wasn't the problem yes there were some bad clients but often i was the bad designer the bad consultant and other times we were just all doing our best So keep listening to understand how mindfulness and design help me build better relationships with clients, improving my ability to manage clients, but most of all, manage myself. So let's accept first that client management is not easy. And we need to accept this because otherwise we end up blaming clients. And most of all, lack of empathy towards them, see them, as a bad client, instead of someone that needs some help. Clients have limited time, they have different expertise, but they also have big opinion about my design and my input, which is fair enough. They have a bigger stake than me, probably. Most of the time it's their money. This should be obvious, but from what I see from many design communities online, it doesn't really look like that. There are a lot of jokes and memes and things like that, where they picture the client like someone evil ready to destroy your design. And this is wrong. It's not your design, but it's theirs. And if you don't like this, it's okay. But maybe you should choose to be an artist that does everything for their own, instead of a designer designing for somebody else. Yes, you are the designer and this means that you're an expert of fonts, interactions, innovation, colors, whatever, but they are the owners and the main stakeholders and they also are experts of the business, its past, its present, its future, much better than you. However, they may lack of time, expertise and mindset to make the best out of this expertise they have and that's why they need you. That's why you should be proud and confident of what you're able to do, but also humble. Because this does make you better than your client, it just makes you different. And because you are providing a service to them, you should bridge this gap by giving them the tools and the knowledge to understand and be critical about what you're doing in a constructive way. Let's look at this more in detail. So, first of all, make sure that you explain the why and the how of the design decisions you make so they can understand them and contribute and help them see the value in your design Let them see why you think it's going to have a good impact Don't expect them to have the same criteria that you're going to have because unless you agree with them before, which is something you should do they're not going to have them If they disagree with you, humble up you might be wrong and review your decisions or you might be right and this means that you might have to give them more information and tools to review their decisions which might take time so you need to be patient and you also need to be okay with that because it will always be their decision because as i said before it's their business it's their organization it's their project you're just there supporting them and if there are great leaders, they might delegate the decisions to you because they fully trust you, which is great. But are you really so confident about your client's business to make important decisions without including them at all? To me you will sound like a doctor that gives me a diet to follow without knowing what food I like, how much exercise I do, and not knowing what food is affordable to me. If you have that confidence, let me know how you do it. If you don't have the confidence of taking those decisions on your own, it's okay. And let's look how you can include the client in your decision-making. First, explain how you make trustworthy decisions. And you need to be aware that decisions are made of compromises. You pick the color over the other one because the other color had a different impact or whatever other type of design you do. And to make sure that they trust you, they need to know what compromises you're making. Don't show only the options that you're going for, but also the options that you are excluding and make sure they understand why. And second, help them participate by giving them tools to facilitate their input. The input might be a choice between multiple options, ideas to create other options, feedback to understand what should you improve or what you've done, or knowledge, which might come from them or other people that might help you. And tip number three, keep them in the loop. Understand how often all of these should happen, and this is going to change according to the face of the project and the type of client you're going to have. Sometimes you're going to make some big leap forward and the client is going to be okay with that. Sometimes you need to include the client in every step. And be mindful that the client has limited time. So have them focus and use that time wisely by clarifying why you're asking their input, what it is, what input is required and what action they have to make. And I invite you as always to look at this as a spectrum. Sometimes you're going to make them aware of decisions you made, other times you're going to include them in your decision making, other times you're going to ask them an opinion, and other times you're going to ask them to make a decision. Because you just accept that some decisions are going to be out of your control, because no matter how much trust they give you, it's their business. And overall your job is to help them make informed decisions, thanks to your expert input. So try to be mindfully aware and in control of this, because if you get frustrated and you have this palpatine whispering in your head too, it might mean that you're not informing properly their decision making, and you're not facilitating their ability to input in what you're doing. So humble up and start collaborating. And of course, if you tried all this and it's not working, it means that probably the client is a problem too. And let's talk more about this. So if your client it's problematic, this just means that you're gonna have even more to facilitate their input, keep them in the loop, and work on communication. Which again, it might be okay for you, but make sure that you put a price on how much mind, time, effort this is taking you because it's part of the service that you're providing. and all this because no matter if the client is not upskill or they are just rude, this is gonna either impact on your time or your well-being, which is something you should protect and try to understand how much. So make sure that you protect it by charging and making it worthwhile. Or in case it's not worthwhile, you should probably quit the client because it's costing you too much you should have a return on investment on your collaboration with a client, too. Think about what Yoda, always from Star Wars, says. When you look at the dark side, careful must be, for the dark side looks back. In confidence, all this is not really easy for me, and in the worst times is what actually brings me to have a lot of thoughts before going to bed and when I first wake up in the morning and all this is stress generating and I struggle to not care about it because I care about the project and what is helping me in these years is to practice mindfulness the Buddha says that you are always hit by two arrows there is a first one that goes inside your body and gives you pain and then there is a second one which is your reaction to that pain Is the arrow that hits your mind and makes you think about the first one. And this helps me understand that even if the project is not going well because the client is being difficult, that doesn't mean that the way out is to stop caring about the project, but is to be mindfully aware of what I have under control and I can influence, here and now. What I have control of is to just try to improve the ways of working as much as possible with the client, but I also need to accept that I cannot improve all this quickly. I cannot upskill the client really quickly, and I cannot get that trust quickly. And even if that happens, I cannot have everything under control because I don't have enough time, expertise, and probably if I look at it, I'm not even interested in doing many tasks that. I don't care about. And then with this mindset, I'm gonna accept that some things are good, or they will become better with time, so there is a positive impact somewhere. Some things won't, which means there's gonna be less or no impact. What I can really control is my ability to take something away from it, what I can learn from it. And even if sometimes I have to fight with this pride of making sure that a project is good because I worked on it, reality is that it's not gonna be perfect and what i can control is how much these takeaways that i have and i will make on the project will anyway help me to create a good case study about it because at the end as i mentioned also in the portfolio episode are the takeaways from a project that will make me a better designer and a better support for my client in my next project and all of this is not easy I keep practicing how much support I can give to clients while managing myself with compassion and patience because patience you must have, young padawan but also I'm open to any kind of help so let me know how you mindfully support your client but most of all manage yourself which is what you have the most control of go to designingconfidence.com there you can see how to contact me and also find links to relevant resources and people I found this inspiring for this and other talks. I remind you that what I talk about here does not represent any of my former or current employees. And if you are one of them, please forgive me if I didn't help you as much in the past. And if you found this inspiring, please leave a review and share this podcast. Tell people why you think this podcast helped your creative confidence become someone else's safe space to talk about these topics and to find support in building their creative confidence. Because if you got this far, I'm sure you're a great listener, which I thank you for. And now it's time for me to shut up so that you can listen to your own thoughts after this episode. And remember to thank yourself for the time you spend to learn and grow.